Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nicole, I have never been more worried about a show than I am about this one. Why? What if no one likes it? What if no one listens to it? It Sounds like you really do need some help with your worrying. Luckily, that's what we're dealing with this week. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Laura Mishkon. And this is Self Care Club. The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club. Worrying is a normal part of life. It's natural to worry about your finances, a job interview or a first date. But if worrying becomes persistent or uncontrollable and you worry every day about the what ifs and worst case scenarios, then it becomes chronic worrying. And it can start to interfere with your daily life and your well-being, taking a toll on your emotional and physical health. Hence the phrase worrying yourself sick oh that's where it comes from i think so some feelings of worry can be healthy pushing us to find solutions to real problems in fact they can motivate change if you use problem solving skills to address what you're worried about and reduce the risk of your fears being realized however chronic worry even about things out of our control can severely impact our mental health and be a symptom of something much more serious like an anxiety disorder this type of worry can lead to physical symptoms like muscle tension, insomnia or poor sleep hygiene, stomach problems, back pain and panic attacks. That just none of that is fun. No. No. You may take your negative feelings out on the people closest to you or numb yourself with alcohol and drugs. Now, the thing about this week was I think that that's like <laughs> that's an extreme version of worry. Yeah. Like but you know, but then relying on alcohol and drugs to make yourself feel more peaceful yeah Yeah. absolutely but the thing about this week was we needed to talk a little bit about the difference between worry and anxiety it's not like a cut and dry thing no it's not it's not a black and a white which I I like to work in the black and the whites but this is a bit of grey yes but we wanted to really do this show more about Worry. worry than anxiety yes so just to try and sort of give an overall guide of what is the difference if you're thinking are they aren't they the same thing they're not really no, there they're not are the same some thing. differences so in a nutshell worry is a thinking state it resides in our minds often it's temporary and also it's specific whereas anxiety 
is a feeling state. You feel it in our body and, and it affects your body and the mind and it can manifest physically with all the stuff that we were talking about before, stomach aches and insomnia, and it's more generalised. So worry is sort of distinct and concrete and anxiety is generally more vague. So an example of a worry. Yeah. I'm worried that I'm going to lose my job. Yeah. That's not anxiety, that's worry. Yeah. Or I don't feel quite right. I feel a bit like breathless or I feel a bit, I don't feel myself or that's anxiety. Yeah. But you can sometimes pinpoint where your anxiety is coming from and that's when they start to overlap a bit, don't they? Yes, but but normally worry has a logical component to it. So your brain's trying to make sense of a real danger and it's worry that would make you take precautions. So like when it was in the middle of COVID times, your worry would make you wash your hands often yes. and wear a mask. Yes. But anxiety, on the other hand, would overestimate the risk. So if someone said to you, well, you know, actually the real risk of you getting COVID is 10%, if you're very anxious, you might perceive that risk as closer to 70%. So your anxiety exacerbates stuff. And also worry is often usually temporary, whereas anxiety is long. long standing. So do you think that worry can cause anxiety? Definitely. But do you think the anxiety always starts with worry? Yes. Okay. So, often. So is worry like the beginning part of anxiety? Yeah, so worry isn't going to impair your function, but anxiety is. So you're yes, not because it's physical. Yeah. So you're not gonna let's say you've got to have a dentist appointment and you've got to have something a root canal done and you're really scared of the dentist. That worry isn't going to make you take a sick day from work. But if you get anxiety around it, it seeps into your psyche, it makes you difficult to focus and get stuff done. So do you see what I mean? It's a fine line. It can overlap. I can't believe you've even brought that example. Why? Because you'll see in my week. Oh, okay. That's just uncanny. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Chronic worrying, which is kind of what we're focusing on this week, that is a habit that can be broken. You can train your brain to stay calm. And if you understand how the nerves and all the parasympathetic system works, you can short circuit it. So it starts with a thought. Your worry starts with a thought. And then your body goes through a series of trigger responses. Your breathing might become shorter. You might start That's to anxiety though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It might lead to a panic attack. But if you recognise these triggers, you can start to consciously use your breathing techniques and your mindfulness to stop it. So that's really interesting. I think that's really important mm. before we move on. So yeah. worry is a thought process. Yes. Anxiety is physical. Yeah. Worry is a thinking state. Anxiety is a feeling state. I love it. And I mean, I don't love it. I hate it. But I like that just knowing, condensing that piece down into it being a thinking state and you can get control over your thoughts. Yes. It's just a case of how to. Exactly. So should we just go through some general tips that could help you if you identify as a chronic worrier? Yeah, we love a tip. That's yeah. what we're here for. So here, before we kind of go into the main the, the 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 main course, here's a little starter. Breathing. Yeah. You may experience shortness of breath, chest pain when you start to worry. Practice deep conscious breathing this can redirect your attention from your worries away from your worries and help you become grounded and much more in the present yeah mindfulness and meditation 
if you're into that, yep. which we're not massively, but it is hugely beneficial and helpful. Yep. You can use gratitude, mm-hmm. train your brain to search for positives and interrupt the cycle of worry. If you're having trouble finding something to be grateful for, take a step back and look for what is interesting about the situation or perhaps even funny. Engage your mind through curiosity and humour. This can quickly shift you into a better place and provide a much needed break from the negative thoughts. And by the way, you cannot feel worried and grateful at the same time. And you will see that in my week. (laughs) You can't. It's one or the other. And if if you are struggling to find something to be grateful for, step into your body, I would say. Yeah. You know, thank the the fact that you have two feet to walk on or that your legs are working or your lungs are breathing, your heart is beating, your eyes can see. Like the things that we take totally for granted get really minutiae about really the amazing things that give you life. Yeah. Um, also, try and get out of your head and into your body. Exactly what I was saying. By maybe exercising. Oh, exercise. Or getting outdoors, Laura Mishko. Yeah. This will shift your attention away from your mind and get into your body even a good stretch will help yeah because when you're worried and tense your shoulders are up by your ears and your fists are clenched and even just having a good like really good stretch out is going to relieve that physical tension in your body which might make you feel a bit better but a lot of this is about getting out of your head and into your body even with the gratitude piece zone in on your body mindfulness and meditation it's everything is just to stop that thinking process because it's so destructive yeah. And you start to go down that ticker tape of all the destructive things that are going to happen. Yeah. Um, bring your worry into consciousness. Why are you feeling stressed? Get curious about your worry. It might not be, it might not be about what it's presenting as. Yes. Often you think you're worried about something, but actually you're worried about something else entirely. So yeah. have an actual think about is is that what I'm worried about, or is something else going on here? Uh, getting practical is a really good thing to do when you're feeling worried. Make oh, you a love list. this. Oh, you love this. I this love is it. So your kind of practice. I mean, let's say you're worried about your credit card debt that you can't afford right now. Well, contact the company. Explain your situation. There are measures and people in place who help deal with this sort of thing. That's literally their job. Mm. And you are not going to be the only person in that situation. So if you can find a practical way to deal with your worry, do that. Also connect with others. It can really transform your emotional well-being, even when you feel like isolating yourself because you're so worried. Share the source of your worry with a family member or a friend. It can help you maintain perspective. Often when we're worried, it's completely irrational, but it doesn't feel like that to you. I mean, isn't that always the case? It feels completely normal, but it's completely irrational. And how many times have you had one of your friends tell you a worry and you're like, are you seriously worrying about this? Just do X, Y, Z yeah. or try this. Yeah. And you just get a different perspective and it makes you feel a lot less worried. And you get more and more irrational as the worry continues. Of course. Yeah. Put a sleep schedule in place. Insomnia is a really common side effect of chronic worry. And when your mind is running wild, it can be tough to relax and get enough sleep. Staying up is not going to solve your problem. In fact, sleep deprivation. Of course. Sleep deprivation makes everything worse. Everything feels worse when you haven't slept. Everything. Yeah. Do something you love. Oh, that's nice. Any activity that makes you feel good can shift your state of mind and help you stop worrying instantly. And lastly, get professional help. If endless worry is preventing you from thriving and it's too much for you to handle alone, seek out a therapist or a coach to help you. That's their job. Yeah. 
Worry is really how to be okay with uncertainty, isn't it? Yeah. It's no easy task and it is an ongoing lifelong lesson, as with all these things are. Yes. Lovely. Yes. Um, so here's a few things also that you can do to stop this incessant worry. You can distinguish between what you can and can't control. That is key. Okay. Are we underlining that one? We're putting it in bold and capital letters. because yes, worrying is usually focused on a problem that needs to be controlled. Putting our focus on what if rather than the present moment. Many people falsely believe that by spending more time worrying about a problem, it will make it easier to find a solution, but it doesn't. No, it doesn't. As we've just said, it becomes more and more irrational. So if you're preparing for an interview, you may be able to stop worrying and control the situation by researching the company and the specifics of the job. But if you're waiting for a call to see the results of that interview, worrying about the results won't solve the problem because it's out of your control. There's nothing you can do. And there are so many examples of that sort of thing. Like what about if you're waiting for... Like someone you know is not well. Yeah, you're waiting for doctor's results. Yeah. But you can't control it. You're, you're not in control of what's going to come back in that phone call. So what do you do with that worry? You say to yourself, I can't control this and the worrying is not helping me. It's stopping my sleep. Like what is it I need right now? So then you have to get back into your body. Yeah. Go for the run. Yeah. Do, go and meditate. Do the things that, that make you feel better. Stop pra worrying unless you have something to worry about. Yes, practice gratitude. Mm. Yeah, all of that. Okay. Um, so how to stop worrying about things out of your control when you notice there's nothing you can or need to control right now just stop searching for a solution and try and let yourself relax with all of the things that we just mentioned yeah absolutely so we've got a technique for this yeah week. we always have a technique and it's called this it's called say hello and wave goodbye nice that's the technique and this is how you're going to do it. It's just two steps. It's a two-step program Well, this it is, week. but we've given a lot of steps previous to this. Those are tips. But this is, this is, the, this is the juicy steak. Okay. Ready? Okay. Okay. You're going to acknowledge your feelings and separate them from the facts. Yep. Then you're going to give yourself compassion and permission to feel it. Speaking kindly to yourself as if you would to a child or your best friend if they shared their worry with you. That's it. If you let it sit with you for a little while, it's going to pass faster yeah. than if you try and ignore it. So true. And if you don't acknowledge it, it's going to just keep tapping, 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 tapping at your shoulder. Yep. So this is the way that I... I love that you're giving all of these... I love it that you're giving all of these lovely pieces of... of pieces of advice but this is how i this is how i'm going to describe the the uh say hello and wave goodbye right imagine that you're walking down the street on your way home and you see your busybody neighbor coming towards you oh. and you are just absolutely desperate not to have a conversation with this person so to avoid them you take a 45 minute detour around just so you don't have to stop and have that minute conversation but rather than take the long route home and waste all that time in your day just have the conversation for a few minutes say hello wave then goodbye wave goodbye and you do the same with your worry nice another thing yes that i wanted to bring here and i've done this with clients before and it was really helpful you write it down the worry yes mm -hmm. you write down the worry i am worried about this interview that i have coming up mm -hmm. and then you put as many details as you want down and you literally tear it up and you throw it away you're saying goodbye to it yeah yeah so you're actually physically saying hello by writing it down you can see it down there it makes it real and then you throw it away 
I like it. It's the physicality of it because you're getting rid yeah. of it. And it's practical. And yes. then you're also, you're seeing it in black and white in front of your face. Yes. This is my worry. Yes. This is the concrete issue. I'm acknowledging it. I'm accepting it just for this minute. And then I'm going to throw it away. But, you know, there will be people listening that, you know, they'll have a worry of, about something that can't be resolved. Yeah. With practical measures like throwing it away. Yeah. Um, if you are worried because you or someone you love is very ill, yep. then it's about learning how to bear that uncertainty. That's it, hard. It's it's very very difficult. Um, it's going to involve bringing in your whole arsenal of tools and also the courage to talk about it. Be brave enough to share your worries. You may find help and support or someone who has ideas about how best to help you out whilst you're going through it. At the very least, your worries will no longer be carried on just your shoulders yeah. alone. I mean, look, of course, there are some things There's that you're that going to worry about that you can't fix. A worry shared is, is a worry halved. There yeah. you go. These sayings are there for a reason. Yeah. But what if you're the person who someone shares their worry with? What if someone comes to you and, and says, listen, I'm really worried about this. Well, how... How do you become the best person to listen? Well, you become what therapists call the container. Mm. The key to this is do not say to them, don't worry. Also, don't feel like you have to solve their worry. So you can say things to them like, I'm here, I'm listening, I'm sorry that you're in this situation. That support and that active listening can be absolutely priceless to someone. And if you need some tips on how to do active listening, we've done a show on that too. <laughs> oh, aren't we great? We just cover all bases. Yes, go back and listen to that show because it is really helpful in how to hold that space for somebody yeah. who needs it. This week, we are sponsored by Notion. Why do we love Notion? Because it brings our ideas to life. It's like having access to tomorrow's tools today by combining all our research scripts and notes into one simple space with the added power of AI built right inside, not a separate AI tool or browser tab. I used it the other day to plan all our social content for the next three months. It's made what's usually a really long, daunting task super quick, simple and streamlined, leaving us with more time and energy to focus on what truly matters, which is bringing self-care to the listeners and less stress for us. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organise and rediscover the joy of play and the Notion AI turns that knowledge into action. It can answer any question in seconds, summarise your meeting notes and keeps you completely organised. If you can think it, you can make it. It's become an integral part of our podcasting toolkit and we're calling it self-care. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash self-care club. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash self-care club and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. Notion.com slash self-care club. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must-not-take-yourself-too-seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And 
What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Are you a warrior? No. You're not? No. What? You're not surprised I'm not a warrior, are you? Sometimes you're a little bit of a warrior, but it seems quite fleeting with you. I mean, obviously I worry about things occasionally, but mm. I wouldn't ever describe myself as a worrier. Okay. I'm not an over-worrier. I don't worry about things. I don't I don't create scenarios in my head. I don't over-catastrophize things. I just don't. My lovely, gorgeous, wonderful sister is the complete opposite of me. Really? So I have lived with someone and very close to someone who is a real worry wart. Okay. So I do understand it. No, that's not true. I, I know it. I don't understand it. I made a little voice note for you about how I feel about worrying. Okay. I think Nicole was a bit surprised today to find out that I am your classic worry ward, but it is quite an intrinsic part of my personality. And I have been like this since I was about five, I think. I like to have a good old worry every day. <laughs> I like to sweat the small stuff. I like to worry about things that haven't happened yet, that may never happen, that are pretty unlikely to happen. Those are the things I mainly worry about. What I don't worry about is my health. Don't have any of that health anxiety. You don't have to. I don't worry about my marriage. I don't worry about my parenting. I don't really worry about my kids. So all the major stuff is fine. So I seem to waste a lot of time in this habit of worrying about little things that I probably can't control. It's, it's I find that totally astounding. And that's kind of how this week came about, wasn't it? Yeah, that's totally how it came about. You want to explain? Why don't you explain? Well, we were having a conversation about, we just had a call with someone. Yes. <clears throat> oh no, it was an email. We'd had an email from, a, from uh, something connected with the podcast. And I she went into like got this, really worried. She went into like this blind worry about yeah. it. And honestly, it was totally, I mean, I was in shock that I you were worrying about it. I worried myself into a hole, basically. Within the space of five minutes, I'd gone from from this fairly innocuous email to a whole scenario that I had created in my head. It was less than five minutes. Of what if? It was about a minute and a half. What ifs? What if? Oh my God, but then what if this happens? And then this will happen. What if that happens? And then that's going to happen. And then this is going to happen. And you were like... Oh my God, are you being serious? <laughs> I was in absolute, I was in absolute shock Yeah, that you had created this whole scenario. I do that all the time. Over nothing. Totally you normal keep it me. to yourself. Yeah, normally I just do that in my head, but that's totally standard for me. And then I'll find the solution and it's practical and then I don't worry about it after that. And then what did we do? We replied and we... You were like, I know, why don't we? You were like... I know. Why don't you just carry on worrying about it and then that'll be make it all better, won't it? <laughs> or or why don't we just phone him and have a conversation about it? I was like, oh yeah, let's do that. And we did. We had a conversation the next day. And it was fine. And it was totally fine. You were like, why are you such a worry? What's all this? I didn't shout at you. Did I shout at you? You were like, <laughs> you 
you were very, you were very dismissed. You were very like, what, what is going on here? I don't understand this. I, uh, you know what? I have it with my sister all the Maybe time. Maybe that's why. You so I have very. Speak to me like you speak to her. <laughs> Yeah. I have very little patience for it. It's just because I find it totally depleting. It's going to totally deplete you, exhaust it's you. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. And what's the point? And it's not true. And you've totally made it up. And to me, my mind just does not work like that. Mm. I just don't go there. I, I, have, I can't ever remember not being like that. And when I was doing the research for this show, I spoke to two therapists really because I wanted to try and nail down what they felt the differences were between anxiety and worry. They both know me. So they, you know, had loads of, gave me loads of un, completely unwarranted, <laughs> unsolicited therapy during this phone call about my own worries. And they were like, well, it was probably because of X, Y, Z that happened to you. I was like, no, this has been happening since I was five and a half, six, when I would sit in my bedroom and worry about who was going to be my partner on the way to swimming and worry about who I was going to play with on, in morning break. Like I've, I'm just built like that. I just am like that. And my sister's like then that. Then I solve it and then I'm fine. It's, until not, the next worry yeah but it but for me there's a very clear distinction between anxiety and worry because it doesn't I it doesn't really sit in my body and it's not ongoing it's a worry it's resolved it's gone then I move on to the next worry so so I don't think it is resolved no that problem that singular issue is resolved then I worry about the next thing Oh, how exhausting. It's just so exhausting. It's yeah, so exhausting. I, I just couldn't live like that. So this was like an interesting week for me. And then you started getting quite worried about the show. Yeah, I did. Ironically. You got really... <laughs> the irony of it was that I got so worried about the worrying show. Yeah, you did. I really did. And then I just stopped talking to you about it. Yeah. Didn't I? <laughs> Maybe you just ignored me. <laughs> I just ignored you. And then I just saw the show in the drive. I'm like, okay, that's done then. You're like, well, she sorted that out then. <laughs> Well, that's why I ended up speaking to these therapists because I needed resolution to my worry about the worry show. Yeah, I mean there there is irony to be had there. I rang them up. I was like, "I'm writing a show about worrying, and I'm quite worried about it." <laughs> right, come on, get on with your week. Okay, here you go. Okay, I'm trying to say hello, wave goodbye, process to see if it's going to help me. One, acknowledge my feelings, separate them from the facts. I am feeling worried about Max. Those are my feelings. What are the facts? The facts are Max is fine. And you know that for certain because you've spoken to him every single day. Now I'm going to give myself a little bit of compassion and permission to feel it and speak kindly to myself. Lauren, he is your eldest child. He has only been at university for one week. This is the first time that you've done this. It is a huge, major adjustment to your life, to your household. If you weren't feeling a bit worried and distracted by it all, you would be abnormal. So just cut yourself a little bit of slack. Okay, now it's going to stop tapping at my shoulder. So hello, hello to my worries. And now also, I'm just going to get on with my day and trust that I'll speak to him later and he's fine and let it go. Beautiful. It's been like worrying <laughs> because he's gone. 
I have no idea. Is he sleeping? Is he eating pot noodles? No, but you do because you're speaking to him and he's cooking. And which is so, why I so to, that's all made up. Yeah, it is made up because I'm speaking to him every day. Yes. He sends me photos but, of his dinners. But hold on, hold on. Yeah. Because I think this is really important because yeah. a lot of people do this. Yes. So, on one hand, there's there's two conversations going on internally. Mm. There's the one of is he eating? Is he making pot noodles? And then there's the other one of actually, I know he's eating. He's sending me his dinners. And in fact, I speak to him every day, and he's fine. Yeah. It, but you can't have both going at the same time. You've got to pick one. Which one serves you? Which one is healthier? Which one is better for you? Yeah. Great. So hold on. So the steps worked. I think the steps worked. Good. Great. Yeah. Tick, tick, tick. Tick, tick, tick. Tick, tick, tick. It was very helpful. Today's worry, Barker couldn't get into the car when we went to do the school run. He's struggling a bit sometimes to get onto high stuff. And that's because he's old. And... When I bring my worry into consciousness, what am I worried about? Well, I guess I'm worried about how much longer I have left with him. Is this something that's in my control? <laughs> no, it isn't. Aging, death, <laughs> it is not under my control. So I just have to acknowledge that I can't fix it. And what can I do practically about it? Well, I can lift him on the bed, I can lift him into the car, I can help him in that way. But I, I have to stop worrying about it and stop searching for a solution because there isn't one. So mm. I just need to be very, very grateful for the years that I have had with him already and super grateful for all the time that I've got left. And when I've thought that through, gratitude. that has actually dissipated my worry quite a bit. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. So that's when the gratitude piece oh, came so in. so powerful. And it really helped. Yeah. Because I did sit with that. You know, I drove that whole drive to school. I was like, oh, oh, he can't get in the car. He can't, get, you know, and then you go from one worry one, to the yeah. next to the next. And then you catastrophize. Of course. Yeah. And then you're like, but I'm not in control of this. Yes. This is how it is. Yes. So be grateful. Yes. He's here. He's fine. Yes. I love that. Everything's I love that. fine. Yes. So that helped. So lo and behold, the steps work. I'm very who fe knew? Very proud of you. Thanks. I really am. I did. I did some work on myself. This I really week. hope you hold on to this. I'm going to try because it did help genuinely. Yeah. And this is definitely such an ingrained part of me. The worrying. I guess I needed this week. You did. You really did. <laughs> you really did. You really did. Well, I drove myself mad with worry. Did you? I did. Why? This was a couple of weeks ago. Yes. It was about my youngest. Oh, yes. Now, she's... I do worry about my kids. Yeah. That is a little bit of an Achilles heel for me. I think that's a pretty standard mothering thing. Well, you said you don't worry about your kids I in your voice note. don't particularly worry about them, no. But I think it's very common. Of course it is. <laughs> anyway, she's just started a new school, so there's lots of change happening. She had to have four teeth removed oh, at the dentist. Oh, I've done that with my kids and it's horrible. Horrible. And it would, she had to have it done immediately because I'd already kind of, I wasn't on it enough. Anyway, so we go to the dentist um, to have two teeth removed and she was immensely distressed, very anxious. And it was one of the most unpleasant experiences ever my kids have never had any operations I've never had to put them under anesthetic any of that 
And when I say she was screaming and screaming and screaming and crying, no, 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 no. And the dentist was like, I, I don't think I can do this. Oh, my God. It was just awful. And it went on for half an hour. So he was hoping to remove all four in yeah. one go, but he couldn't because yeah. she was she was too distressed. So she, we f- did get two out. And then I got to the receptionist desk mm. and I burst into tears. It's which so traumatic. So unlike me. Yeah. It is unlike you. And she was like, do you need a tissue? And my daughter was sat there at the receptionist's desk with all the gauze and all the oh. blood in her mouth. And she's like, why are you crying? I don't want that to teach Right. And then I couldn't drive. I was so oh. traumatised. And she was so pissed off with me because... It was her event <laughs> and you were the one crying. Yeah. Yeah. We were both crying. Anyway, so the worry was is that I had to get her back in that chair a week later. That's fucking awful. Because you both know how terrible it is and you've got to do it all over again. Right. So this is the worry. Will it be? The worry is, will she go through the same thing again? Yeah. Will I go through the same thing again? Yeah. Will it be as awful as it was again? Mm. <sighs> what did you do with the worry? So I acknowledged the worry. Yeah. Um, and I kept talking it out. But I do do this anyway. So I talked myself through it my head what did you say to yourself things like she knows what's happening now um i'll talk her now that we're we're we know what's happening we can talk about it if she lets me um and we've got a week to get her into a better headspace about it yeah yeah and i think a lot of it was the unknown um the next day because i was had such an i can't even tell you that that whole day was so anxiety filled it was exhausting mm. so the next day I actually went for a run mm. and you know in the steps we said about doing something physical yeah get out of your head and into your body I had to get the worry slash anxiety out of my body yeah that's how I work mm. so that really helped so it was the talking myself down and the physicality of just like removing it and the practical measure of talking it through with her yes Right. Yes. Putting something practical in place. Yeah. Anyway, cut a long story short, we got there and it was fine. It wasn't the best moment of both of our lives, but she was absolutely, (laughs) she was okay. Was it better than the first time? Much better. There was no screaming. There was still a bit of crying. I still had to hold her hand, but it was much quicker. Okay. Okay. So that was that. Okay. Then move on a week later and she is very sporty, my daughter, Mm. and she loves hockey but she didn't make the A-team okay. for one of the matches. Right. So when I told her that she didn't make the A-team, she didn't take it very well. Right. Um, and it was just, she was just so upset. Anyway, so that was on the Wednesday. And then on the Saturday, there was another match and they were changing the teams around. So there was a lot of worry about whether she was going to get onto the A-team for the Saturday. Was this her worry or your worry? My worry that she was basically going to throw another tantrum. Right. About it. Okay. And also because she's very hormonal, she's about to turn 12, Mm. her hormones are like all over the place. So I never know how she's going to handle something. So my worry was, I don't think I can take another tantrum from this child. Okay. If she doesn't get in. Okay. So then there was a lot of forewarning her and you might not get in and if you play you have to play for the bees and they're going to need you and you be a good sportswoman and blah 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 I can't tell you the anxiety but for me I kept just going to the gym 
removing it from my body and just talking myself down of there's nothing I can do and I can just well, it's out of your control it's out of my so control so it's one but, of the yeah but what is in my control mm. is to build a narrative with her mm. that if she's in the bees that's okay and it's a really well, important place to, to s- basically having to accept the cards that she has dealt and that you have to work for things in life but it's quite hard because you you're in a place where you want something for her that she also wants for herself but neither of you are in control of that situation. So you can't, it's it's a pointless exercise sitting in that worry. Exactly. Because you can't control the outcome. But I did sit in it mm. for longer than I should have. Mm. I did. Mm. I hold my hands up. Mm. But, you know, this acknowledgement, and I didn't do the steps for that. The acknowledgement, this is what I'm worried about. The compassion of it's okay to worry about it. Yeah. And then to wave goodbye to it. Yeah. It's bloody brilliant had I have done it. But I didn't. I did with ah, the dentist. Okay. I didn't with this. Anyway, long story short, she got on the bloody A team and it was all a waste of worry. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what I'm going to keep coming back to all the time. This is what I was saying to you and I say to my sister. It's a waste of energy. Most of the time, it's an utter waste of energy. Sometimes. Unless your child is about to cross a busy road. Yes, that's, a, that's cause to worry. Yes, come back. Sometimes I do find the worry of whatever it is spurs me into more immediate practical action. That's good. And that I find is a positive. If it's something that is controllable and is fixable. Yes. As I said to you, I like to sweat the small stuff. The big stuff, I'm normally fine with the major stuff. But the little minutiae of life, I really like to get myself in a tiz. But do you think that's because you are good with the big stuff? Do you think that's just a cover up for the big stuff? That's a big question. Oh, didn't one of the therapists tell you that? That one of the therapists said that I am, I'm extremely good at resolving and solving things because I've kind of always had to sort shit out for myself. Yeah. Which is true. Yeah. Um, I think I am generally all right with the big stuff. I'm pretty good with like death and large things. I'm not an anxious, anxiety-filled person. It's just not how I'm made up. No, but it, it, that's what I find so weird. Mm. You're not, but then you're a warrior. It doesn't mm. make any sense. I'm a warrior of the small things. Yeah, but that can create a lot of anxiety. It can. It doesn't tend to create anxiety. It it creates niggles and sometimes bad moods. Anyway. Should we summarise? Yes. What worked for you this week? Um, the, the physical side of it. Getting into my body, doing something active to remove that horrible energy from my body. We are not surprised to hear that, <laughs> are we? Are we? No. But that is also... I would say the fundamental of your self-care. Totally. You move yourself in order to keep the rest of yourself sane. Totally. That's just how you are. Yes. That's what works for you. Yes. And you know it and that's why you do it. Yes. Completely. Yeah. And what worked for you? I think the gratitude piece, which I just feel like we endlessly come back to however many episodes we do and it's nearly 300 I episodes. Think, I think we should do another show on it. It was it, it works yep. because there's no, as you said, you can't sit and worry and gratitude simultaneously. You yep. just can't. Yep. And also, you know, and we also know I'm not particularly good at this, just cutting myself a bit of slack yes. sometimes. Just go, 
going? Dude, your kids just left home. It's okay to feel worried. You're a human being. That. That's always nice. Yeah. To acknowledge yourself as a real human with feelings. We prefer it when you do, by the way. That worked. Yeah. There you go. Excellent. What didn't work? The worry. The worry doesn't work. (laughs) It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't bring anything positive. It just depletes you of energy. It just doesn't work. And so when I didn't do the steps, that that period of from when she wasn't on the A-team and then she was on the A-team, it was just... I totally burnt myself out. It was mm. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And it's a hockey game for an 11-year-old. Let's get some perspective. It got totally out of perspective. Yeah, yeah. What, what didn't work for you? I think my husband finds it quite annoying. <laughs> so, <laughs> I worry. Yeah. Because, I, you know, I'll tell him. But what if this and then what if that? And what if the other? And he'll go, but X, Y and Z. Because, you know, men normally are very practical, but he is particularly practical. So he just doesn't really have much patience for when I'm in the ifs and ands. If yeah. ifs and ands will put some pans, yeah, I love we'd that. have no use for Tinker's hand. That's <laughs> brilliant. That whole thing, he has little patience for it. So Good. That, that doesn't work. So do I, by the way. I, I know. I'm basically your husband. <laughs> I think we already uh, very odd. We already realised that I picked the same people, and I do get on very well with Ollie. You do, but you couldn't be married to him because you're basically the same. No, we'd we definitely <laughs> butt heads. Each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the big, wonderful, beautiful, juicy question. Yeah, is it coming in the club? Yes. Of course it's coming in the club. Definitely. We don't don't want anyone worrying in our beautiful, gorgeous, plush club. Also, I think that, well, particularly the generation below us and the generation below them, they do a lot of worrying. Yeah. They have a lot of anxiety. They really do worry a lot about lots of things. So I hope that if they can just take one tip from this show that would help, that would be great. I agree. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back on Wednesday with one of our older shows, just a snippet of the show. So Self-care snippet, if you will. So stay tuned for that because we're quite excited about that. And then we'll be back on Friday with our epilogue show, hearing from you guys how you get on with worry. And we'll be talking lots more about how we got on with the practice. If you want to be in touch, hello at selfcareclub.co.uk. Come find us on Instagram at selfcareclubpod. Come find us on TikTok. Go and visit our website at theselfcareclub.co.uk. And we'll be back on Wednesday. See you then. The Motherkind Podcast explores how to feel happier, more confident, and empowered in your motherhood, even in our world of pressure, judgment, and comparison. I'm your host, Zoe Blasky, and every week I speak to an incredible expert to share actionable steps and powerful lessons to living your life as a mother with more joy and unapologetic confidence. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, just search Motherkind. <laughs>